When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Yo, what's good? It's Black Trey, and I got a show called Growing Up the Same with Jason Madison, where we talk to guests about their childhood memories that I'm sure everyone can relate to. You even get some life advice at the end. Our show has featured guests like Dom Kennedy, J.J. Reddick, Baron Davis, Brian Koppelman, Bomani Jones, Mina Kimes, and many more. Be sure to check us out on the Black Opinions Matter feed under the Count the Dings Network. Oh yeah, and don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend to subscribe, rate, and review. And also subscribe, rate, and review to the separate Growing Up the Same feed. Hi everyone, Tim Kitzer here from NBA Jam and NFL Blitz. And you're listening to Growing Up the Same with Trayvon Edwards and Jason Madison. Boom shakalaka. And now here's your starting lineup. Trayvon Edwards, Jason Madison. Boom shakalaka. And today we got a special guest. We got Stolly. What's the deal? What's going on? Peace, peace. How y'all doing? We good, man. We good. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yep. Stolly is an American rapper and founder of the Blue Collar Record Label. And now it's time for the one or the two with J Skills. Blogs or streaming? Ooh. Streaming because I get paid from it. <laughs> uh, Wiz or currency? Oh, that's tough too. Uh, Damn. I'm going to say uh, I got to pick one. I can't pick both. Those are the homies. You know what I'm saying? I want to have to pick through the homies, man. <laughs> but, but if I have to pick one, I'm going to say spit it because we got records together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but I love Wiz too. That's the homie, man. Yeah. Albums or mixtapes? Oh, that's a that's a these are great. Um I'm gonna say mixtapes for me. Okay. I like the energy of mixtapes. Jordan or LeBron? LeBron. Wow. I think that might <laughs> that might be our first LeBron answer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm from it. Ohio, baby. I can't go against LeBron, man. Yeah, you're a witness. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was witness. I've seen it. <laughs> um, I don't know if you're an avid reader, but uh, 48 Laws of Power or the Four Agreements? 48 Laws of the po- oh, Power. Uh, the Cavs or the Indians? The Indians. Uh, the Browns or the Buckeyes? The Buckeyes. Sandy Alomar or Kenny Lofton? Sandy. Jim Jones or Joels? 
Jim Jones. Chic or Styles? Styles. Bad Boy or Rough Riders? Whew. Bad Boy because of B.I.G. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Snoop or DMX? I'm going to say both, man. Rest in peace, X. I got to say both. I can't pick through the... <laughs> yeah. Uh, Illmatic or Doggy Style? Illmatic. Uh, Vita Guerra or Malaya Michelle? Dang, I don't know if I know who Malaya. the second one is. Yeah, Malaya is. She was. I'm gonna uh, say Vita because I remember her as a you know as a uh, kid growing up. She was in all the videos, so I'm gonna say Vita. <laughs> uh, TikTok or Instagram? Instagram for me. I'm. T- I ain't got into TikTok yet. <laughs> I feel you. It's hard. I, I, yeah, I, it's I, hard. I, I would say yeah. Instagram. Yeah. Uh, boomerang or poetic justice? Boomerang. Uh, Hanging with Mr. Cooper or the Wayans Brothers show? The Wayne and Brothers. Jamie Foxx or Will Smith? As an actor? Uh, I would just say all around. All around? Mm, Jamie Foxx. Yeah. Uh, Tom Hanks or Tom Cruise? Tom Hanks. Marvel or DC? Marvel. Deeper than rap or Teflon Don? Teflon Don. Aaron Hall or Johnny Gill? Johnny Gill. Babyface or Teddy Riley? Teddy Riley. New Jack City or Paid in Full? Paid in Full. Dame Dash or Irv Gotti? Dame Dash. Birdman or Suge Knight? <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I'll say um, mm, I don't <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It might be. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll say Birdman. <laughs> yeah. uh, Timbaland or the Neptunes? The Neptunes. OBJ or Julio Jones? OBJ. Russell Simmons or Bill Cosby? <laughs> Neither. <laughs> Neither. <laughs> I can't mess with those. The Office or Curb Your Enthusiasm? Curb. Text or phone calls? Text. Trump or Biden? <laughs> Neither. <laughs> uh, mask or no mask? Mask because it's necessary, but I don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> the summer or the winter Olympics? Summer Olympics. Yo, Jay, you know what they're reminding me of? What? When, when Dom said, I don't like condoms, but I'd rather we use them. <laughs> nah, that's a fact. <laughs> exactly. That's a fact. That's how I feel about the mask for sure. Mask. <laughs> yeah, real shit. Yeah. Uh, skateboarding or skiing? Skateboarding. 
Simone. But I like I like both. I, I I like snowboarding, skiing, but yeah, skateboarding for sure. Yeah, I never been skiing. I gotta go. Yeah, you do. It's 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 dope. Yeah, I recommend it. Simone Biles or Dominique Dawes? Ooh, Simone Biles. She from Ohio. The goat. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, USA basketball. The real goat. Yeah. <laughs> USA basketball or NBA All Star team? Either either conference. Oh man. Um, you mean this year? Yeah, this year's USA basketball team or NBA one of the NBA All Star teams. One of the All Star teams. Europe or Asia? Ooh. That's a good one. I'll say Europe. Yeah. L.A. or New York? New York. Brooklyn or Manhattan? Brooklyn. Indica or Sativa? I used to be Sativa, but I think Indica now. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I think I'm the reverse. (laughs) Oh, you reversed it? Okay. (laughs) I, I, I'm the yeah. I remember, I was I was heavy sativa, but I think it's indica now. Yeah, uh, papers or backwoods. Papers. Yeah, verses or rolling loud. Verses. I'd rather be home away from niggas. <laughs> uh, rap now or rap ten years ago. That's really good, too. Um, I like both, but... No, now. Now. I like now. Uh, a lot of chains or no chains? No chains. Yeah. Independent or a label? Indie. PlayStation or Xbox? <laughs> PlayStation <laughs> Bitcoin or stocks? Stocks. And the last one, health or wealth? Health, man. Physical yeah. and mental. Yep. I'm all about it. Yep. Well, that's the one, <laughs> brother. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, man, I was Jay, Jay always bringing it every week, man. Dope ass questions. Nah, those are amazing, man. Like, I was I was actually stumped on a couple of them. Like, <laughs> hey, but you was hey, you was good to say King over uh over MJ. Yeah, you know, I got I gotta say King over MJ, man. I I still, you know, like, I mean, you know, you feel whatever about him, but I I feel like there's nobody better at playing the game of basketball than LeBron. Man, That's I, just my. I don't want to turn this into a debate show. Yeah, so yeah, I yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> you know, Trey is all Jordan all day. Hey, I want to be. Yeah, I, no, I know, I know, I know. Right. I was like, all right, man, I ain't gonna do it. I'm gonna let you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not I'm lie. saying playing the game of basketball. Oh right, Trey. You know the game of basketball. Over, <laughs> overall, overall. You can see Trey's face right now. I He's trying hey, to hold back. You know, the, you know the white dude meme where he like, that's me right <laughs> now, the, bro. With the mask over it, yeah. Yeah. Hey, dog. Mike's nah, an like asshole, and I, I still fight for him. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie though. I'm kind of like in the middle, low key right now because I was Jordan, 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 and then 
like I'm a Laker fan. I'm from LA. So when LeBron came to LA and won that title and just, you know what I'm saying? Like I I started to sway a little bit. I'm not going <laughs> to Hey man, let's just change the subject, man. Let's just change let's change the subject, man. Y'all gonna hey, be listen, hot. he was a hey, hey no. Trey, he was a witness first. I don't want to listen, I don't want to hear none of that. Man. In his city. Hey. <laughs> He doing a get on the bus right now for the Lakers. Oh, right oh, come on, I'm cool, man. man. I'm just saying, and it's a, it's a. I feel like it's a better era that he's played in to win four titles in the era that he's won them in. And if he wins a fifth, man, it's gonna be real tough. Tonight. Hey, what what E40 hashtag, say? Hashtag not my goat. Hey, what E40 say? Hello. <laughs> I'm cool. See, see, Jerv letting me get packed out right now. It's crazy. <laughs> Um, so let's, let's, let's take a, a trip down memory lane. What's your connection with reading? Oh, so my connection with reading goes from growing up, my mother, right? She was a heavy reader, um, went to the library, maybe if not once a week, like once every two weeks. And she would just get, you know, tons of books and she used to fly through. I, I was, I used to not believe her because she would go and get three, four books and be done with them in like a week or whatever. I'm like, you can't be reading these books that fast. But, you know, she got me into reading. And one thing that she let me do when we went to the library was actually, you know, pick out whatever book that I, books that I wanted to read. You know, she wasn't one of those mothers that was like, you know, get, I don't even know what kind of book, like the Goosebumps books or something. I don't know. You know what I mean? Whatever kids was reading, she was like, nah, go ahead and grab it. So, you know, I got heavy into, I grew up in a, a small town, you know, mainly white people. So a lot of our history wasn't taught to us or given to us. So I started reading books on Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, Marcus Garvey, um, you know, Harriet, everybody, you know, any, any black history that I can find, I got into, I started getting into theology books. So I started reading up on different religions and, um, you know, just studying everything that I could. So that's what really got me into reading. Um, heavy was, you know, my mom and she, her just allowed me to go to the library and kind of like pick out whatever I wanted to and whatever piqued my interest. Do you have any uh, favorite books or any books that you're checking out right now? Um, man, I would say, I mean, not to be cheesy, but the Quran is one of my favorite books. You know what I mean? I'm Muslim, so that's one of my favorite books and something that I always lean on. Um, I love Sid Arthur. Um, I love any book by Kerouac. Um, I love Hunter S. Thompson, you know, kind of like beat writing, you know, or the beat writers back in the day. I love, you know, picking up them. But as of right now, I'm trying to think, what am I reading? Um, I've been heavy in the studio lately, so I haven't really been reading a lot. Um, so nothing right now. Um, I did check out, I, I think, Michael Eric Dyson's book that he wrote on Jay-Z. I forget what it was called, but I wrote, I read that. Um, what else did I read? Oh, I read this book on the Metropolitan Museum. I forget the lady's um, name, actually. But I just read that at, like over quarantine as well. It's a really good book. I, I have to get the title and, you know, let you know, but it's dope. What would you say is like 
your favorite uh literature on like hip-hop like you mentioned michael eric dyson wrote a book about tupac was do you think it's like a great book on hip-hop like i read a little bit of the decoded book that jay-z did it was cool but i kind of I, I want more i feel like like more biographies and other different hip-hop like stuff you know yeah i agree i um the michael eric dyson book that i read on jay-z um dang what's it called it's the most recent one i wish i could look it up yeah, I don't know why I'm even drawing a blank. If you could look it up. But yeah, yeah, it was basically, that was great though. You know what I mean? The way he broke down, um, you know, his lyrics to his upbringing, to everything. Made in America. Yeah. yeah, made it. Yes, that was Made in America. Yeah, that was a great book. Um, and I think that, you know, some people think Michael Eric Dyson is corny. You know what I'm saying? And I, I think his writing or even the way he kind of breaks down things sometimes is a little like, Mm, generic i would say but right. it's definitely informative as well and um but yeah to, to answer your question jason i think that there should be more biographies or autobiographies um or not just autobiographies i should say biographies you know what i'm saying yeah on different rappers and artists um i haven't really read too many you know, like I didn't read the book on Gucci or anybody like that. I know they dropped some books, but I haven't got around to check those out yet. I remember uh, Mace dropped his book right after he left uh, Puff. Like mm -hmm. I, I was in high school. This was probably like early two thousands. I remember that book being like having a lot of interesting stuff about you know his departure and you know all of that. Um, and it was about him changing over to Christianity yeah, and stuff, yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no, nah, that was like an interesting book. But like, I was just even thinking right now, like I would love to read a book on like DMX's life story and like, you know what I'm saying? And yes. uh, have, have all of that or just like anybody, Easy e whoever, like, you know, a lot of people I feel like we don't have their full like written legacy. Yeah, that full story. And, and I don't know if it's because a lot of rappers don't like to open up you know what I mean, about their upbringings or where they come from. And, and usually, you know, it's a lot of the rags, the riches story. But like you said, we want to really, um, shoot, sorry. I don't know if that, my, I got a phone call. But yeah, we get a lot of the rags, the riches stories from, you know, rappers, but we don't really get to really, the, to dig deep inside of the, the way they think. Or, yep. you know, what they, their, their true beliefs and whatever, you know, what they stand on, the principles, the sensibilities that they have. And I think that's what we're missing as far as like the hip hop culture when it comes to, um, you know, them putting out books. But again, I haven't read everyone's book. Right. So I don't know. There might be something in these books that um, some of these people put out, though. I right. think that honestly... The, the same thing with athletes, the same thing with entertainers in general, um, protecting their story, right? Mm -hmm. And when you think about now, everybody's like, okay, what's a podcast, right? You think about the OGs who are really figuring things out and saying, I can make money off my story. The stuff that they were ashamed of or the, the personality that they created to separate the two, you know what I mean? They pushed one, you know what I mean? That's how we got CB4. Like, think about <coughs> if... He 
actually is true to whoever he is and then also is showing the lens on the rapper side versus how we do now if you like how we doing this podcast and i ask you about writing right or or sports or reading and stuff people are not gonna know that like but also it might not never make it to your music you yeah. know what i'm saying yeah and yeah. but but you have to start somewhere like i hate when rappers say man fuck the teacher i make more money than them you had to have one favorite teacher. It's it's not. I, I just don't believe all rappers didn't like their teachers, dog. Like you learn something from whoever Mister or Mrs. Something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and they were cool and actually nice to you. And tell agree. you he wasn't gonna be shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. That yeah. There's all. There's somebody in that schoolhouse that believed in you. Yeah. Somebody pulled you to the side and seen whatever good that you had in you. They seen it and they told you that they saw it and they wanted to help it you know, help bring that out of you. Yeah. So I sure. agree with you. And then sometimes it ain't even a teacher as the traditional teacher. It's a teacher that might be on the block. You know what I'm saying? Somebody Thanks. taught you something. Somebody pulled you to the side, whether it was an OG, whether it was an auntie or an uncle in the hood, whether whatever they say, yo, come over here, bro. Like, look, this is what you're doing. This is what you should be doing. Yada, yada, yada. You know what I'm right. saying? So I agree. Yeah. We students in life. Yeah. Uh, What's your connection with sports? Man, so I, I come from a small town in Ohio, Massillon, Ohio, heavy, heavy sports town. Um, you know, football is very um, big, especially high school football. Jim Brown, I mean, not Jim Brown, sorry. Paul Brown is from there. Went to school there, grew up there, coached there. Um, our high school, you know, foot, um, stadium is actually called the Paul Brown Tiger Stadium. So just growing up, even as little boys, when you're born, they put like a little football in you, you know what I mean? Like next to you when you're born at the hospital. So it, it's just something that you, you kind of are born with. So the connection runs deep. Everybody in my family plays some type of sports, guys and, um, you know, males and the females in my family, whether it was football, track, baseball, volleyball, whatever it is, um, basketball. So me personally, I grew up playing football and basketball. Um, I, I, I fell in love with basketball probably, like, I mean, early, but I probably took it really serious, maybe middle school years, you know, when I start playing AAU and things like that. And then from there on, it just was always something that connect um, that I connected with. Um, growing up, I was the only, you know, boy in my, my family. So um, I, I, I grew a brotherhood and grew, grew friendships with guys, you know what I'm saying, through sports. Grew, it was real family. Um, and that's something that I, I took to and applied to my life, just the friendships, the values, the sportsmanship. Um, the dedication and hard work that you put into your craft. Um, now I do that with my music. You know, I apply those things that I learned from sports into my day-to-day -day life. So sports is really big and always has been. Um, yeah. Did you oh, go ahead? Yeah, and no, I was going to say, like, so being from Cleveland and it – or not from Cleveland, but from Ohio and yeah. Cleveland, um, you know, with it – you guys having the Browns, like, how, like what's – is that being your favorite team your whole life? And what's that feeling like being that the Buckeyes, like, cause I asked you about that earlier, like yeah. kind of like the favorite football team in their college team. Yeah. So the Buckeyes, you know, the Buckeyes it's you know, it was, it, I like both of those questions that you asked me when you asked me, um, I think you said the Cavs and the Indians and then the yeah. Buckeyes and the Browns. And it's crazy because I always say that 
I like the Browns. I like the Cavs. But I love, you know, the Indians and the Buckeyes. You know what I mean? It's just something about them that embody the state of Ohio and the traditions that we carry. Um, you know, the Indians is changing their name to the Guardians now. But, you know, but, but yeah. you know, just something about that and growing up. I remember speaking to teachers. I, I had a teacher. I think it was fifth grade. Her husband used to work for the Indians. He, he got me. I remember – the, my teacher, her name was Miss Shunk. She said something like, "If I did something, I, it might have been my grades or something." And she was like, "She'll have me go to a like a game and throw out the first pitch," and she did. So like, you know, what I mean, that was dope. You know what I'm saying? That's why. Like, you threw uh, out the first pitch at an Indians game. Yeah, yeah. So oh, that's it was like, and this, that's why I said Sandy Alomar when you asked yo, me about who, Sandy who, Alomar. Yo, too. who is your teacher that got pulled like that? Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Her name was Miss Shunk. So her husband. Um, he was, he, he did something with the Indians, I forget, but, um, he, he helped them in some way where he had like a real connection with them. He also, so we had a live tiger as our mascot at our school and he was the one who took care of the tiger every year. Um, also, so I don't know how that tied in or what, but he did something with the Indians to that capacity as well. Um, with them so that he could do that. So, yeah, they looked out, man. They um, they took me up there, and I was able to – we even went to a minor league at, like, the Akron Arrows. I think we that's what they were called at the time, which was, like, the minor league Cleveland team, and I got to throw out the first pitch there. And it, it was cool, man. So, the Indians, I definitely got connections with. the So, to answer your question, Jason, I could be long-winded, but the Browns, I do – I am a fan of, but once they left – I became a fan of the Denver Broncos as well because we didn't have a team for a few years. You know, they became the Ravens. So I, I, I started being a Broncos fan. So now I'm like a Broncos Browns fan. You know right. what I mean? If they play each other, I don't really care who wins. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. But, but um, I'm definitely always cheering for the Browns because that is the home team. And I would love to see them actually win and get a Super Bowl because it's been so many years. Um, and I, I'm actually happy to see what they've been doing uh, with their roster. It's looking promising. But got a the, good, really the good Browns team. and the – say that again, sorry. No, I was just saying they got a really good team. Like, I like the Browns right now. They Yeah. Like, I don't love Baker Mayfield as a quarterback, but, I mean, nah, I like – He's not the one. Yeah, that might be the only reason that stops us. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I tell people all the time, you know, that the worst thing that happened to the Browns was him getting to the playoffs and winning a playoff game. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Because now it's like they're going to probably extend his contract. He, they probably going to believe in him. And it's like, yeah. I don't think he's the one to get you a Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? But that, but that list of quarterbacks who can win you a Super Bowl is actually really slim. And you look at even how the Niners, because that's my team, like how the Niners did Garoppolo. And it was like, he just took y'all to the Super Bowl two years ago. And, and they like, tried to. Yeah, I mean, the same thing happened with Jared Goff. Like, and Jared Goff, I, admittedly, I don't think he's actually that good. That defense took them to that Super Bowl. But like, Still, you see, like, time and time again, these – these. I mean, we can go back yeah. to – Like, in the last 10 years, how many, like, quarterbacks have taken a team to the Super Bowl and then either aren't playing or, like, aren't on Yeah, or team? just – yeah. Yeah. So, it's crazy right. and it's true. And, um, yeah, no, nah, you hit it on the head. And it's funny because when – and during that draft, I think I wanted to – didn't Jared Goff and Baker come out the same year? I think so. 
I think I wanted Jared over yeah. Baker, yeah. but you know what I'm saying. But it, you know, I, I but now both of them are kind of like, yeah. like you said, you know. <laughs> but I think if we if the Browns end up winning the Super Bowl, it's definitely going to be defense, and it's definitely going to be that old line in the running game the that running we have. Game. You know what I'm saying? Like Chubb and Kareem is monsters. and But it, so to go even back to that question, the reason why I feel that way about the Browns and the Cavs is because for so many years I felt like, until now with the Browns, but for so many years I feel like the the front offices weren't doing anything to get better. They weren't trying to spend no money or do things or take chances or or make the right draft selections to get teams better. And it's like it's hard to root for a team that doesn't even root for themselves for real. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like believing in a homie, but he don't believe in himself. And you like yeah. after a while, you're gonna be like, I don't know what to do. Like, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So that's how it is, kinda is with the Cavs and the Browns, even though I still love both teams, you know what I mean, and support both teams, but not as much as the Indians and the Buckeyes. <laughs> Trey, Trey knows what that's like. He's a Bulls fan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they did know, major moves this offseason. We just made some moves, but listen, it don't mean a thing until we play. You know, we can be on yeah. paper champs. No, nah, y'all definitely going to make the playoffs, or should if y'all stay healthy. Hey, man, yeah. we traded from Vooch and <sighs> – it, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't do that. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna take it one game at a time. But you said I forgot that Cleveland didn't have a team for a little bit, and that's how the Baltimore Ravens became a team. I forgot mm-hmm. all about that because they used to be Baltimore Colts. Yeah. Art Modell took them out of the city and put them in uh, Baltimore. That's that's and wild. They won the ring like damn near immediately. Yeah, maybe like <laughs> two or three years later. Like you said, it was <laughs> kind of like immediate. It might have been like. Two years. years. Yeah. Fucking Trent Dilfer, yeah. dog. Fucking Trent yeah. Dilfer, man. <laughs> Is that who won that first yeah, one? Bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Nasty-ass quarterback, bro. That's nasty. Nasty. But the, nasty. they won with two nasty quarterbacks. They won with yes, him yeah. and Flacco. Yep. But Flacco had, like, one year where he looked real nice. Uh, that was the year. Hey, that was. I don't hey. even know if that was even the year, but they – I mean, their defense obviously was. Hey, was Flock good. was getting that shit off like he was killer. Hey, because you know who they had that the Niners ended up getting was Anquan Bolden, and I used to call yeah, him yeah. big and strong dude. He's one of the most underrated receivers I think ever. He caught everything, and he would be trucking niggas. <laughs> like, yeah, hey, no, I, I know Jerv losing his mind right now on mute. He, I know he <laughs> want to say some bullshit about the uh, Eagles real quick, but oh, the Eagles, yeah. <laughs> come on, baby. I used, to, you know, I used to like the Eagles when I was growing up. Again, I said I played a little football, so I used to think I was Randall Cunningham back in the day. You know, what I mean, when I was a kid, you know, you know, I, so, I thought you was gonna I, say I, Ricky Waters. Oh, no, nah, no. Nah. Yeah, I used to love Randall, you know, when he played for them and for Minnesota. Yeah, for sure. I know, um, but, yeah, but, so, again, you know, I'm a, I'm a, Bron- they, that made me a Broncos fan, though, them leaving. Why'd you pick and, the Broncos? And I'm still, like, a Broncos fan. Why'd you pick the Broncos? Um, I loved, um, I like, I, you know, I like quarterbacks. Like, one of my favorite, maybe my favorite football players like Peyton Manning, you know what I mean? I love like uh, surgical, like, you know, real, um, even in basketball, I love Tim Duncan, David Robinson, players like that. I love fundamental and smart. And, you know, when you, you really like study and, and pick apart the game like they do, 
um, on the court and on the field. So I loved Elway. Um, I loved like uh, Doc, um, Dawkins. I loved um, Shannon Sharp, Terrell Davis. Even back when they had Steve Atwater, Champ Bailey, guys like that. You know, like I always liked the way they played. Um, I like the way their defense was aggressive. I, I, they always had strong DBs and safeties, and they was, like, chopping dudes' heads off. You know what I'm saying? So I like that style of football. So I guess that's what uh, drew me to them, and I didn't have anybody else to cheer for. So it was like them. Yeah, I always fucked with Terrell Davis. He was one of my favorite players growing up. Yeah, he Bro, was a beast. that bullshit-ass mustache, man. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, he had niggas saluting, bro. That was a weak-ass fucking uh, touchdown <laughs> celebration. I remember, yeah. uh, Jason, you probably know about Ruckers, bro. Yeah. Ruckers used to have this motherfucking Super Bowl party every year, bro. And my my third or fourth grade teacher, Miss Carrie, bro, like she had two boys, my man Greg and Dee Dee. And it was right by their crib. So I would spend a night at their house, and then we would go to Fuddruckers the next day, and we had to sign this parent permission slip and things like that. And I love Fuddruckers because I would just make the just most nastiest burger ever, bro. My shit had onion rings with barbecue sauce. So, <laughs> like, just bullshit on it, right? But it was the highlight of your day. And every year, you know, instead of having a team, bro, we just, we just kind of front ran with whoever won, you feel me? So, like, we would pick, and we would come to school, like, the next day playing sideline pop and shit. And I remember when the Broncos won, bro, I I, I, used to, I don't know why I wanted to be quarterback or whatever on this bullshit-ass concrete. <laughs> I pitched it to the homie, ended up keeping it, and scored, bro, and I did the salute. <laughs> shit was weak, and I just think about it now, like, that's a sorry ass fucking. Hey, that was one of that was sorry back then because that's niggas had the dirty bird. Niggas was yeah, yeah. Hey, oh, dances back. Niggas then. had the uh, what was it? The Icky Shuffle. Remember Icky Woods? With, with, yeah, the but the Dion shit. The Dion. Dion. Yeah, Dion. Yeah, yeah. The high we step. always doing that. What about, what about my man Martin Hanks with the with the chicken? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, yeah. they had some they had some sick ass celebrations, but I did them all, dog. Like, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I be thinking about that because, like, you know, now I'm a Rams fan and shit, but I used to be a Cowboys fan for like shit, like twenty some years. And Jason, those right are when sad I, years. Right when I switched, Jason went to the last Rams game with me, and the crazy thing about it before that. Bro, I was I was going wherever Dion went. I love Dion Sanders, so I was a fan of the players. But I stopped after I got into basketball. I just was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna just be a Cowboy fan." Mm-hmm. But it was so funny, just really just thinking about that shit. And then you know, obviously, we was just trying to get shit going. But you know, yeah, I lo- see. I love um, Jalen Ramsey. Mm. So you, 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 yeah, y'all got a good one. I used to mess with him when he was at Jacksonville. I, I was going – I wanted them to go to that Super Bowl that year. Mm, yeah, man. That shit would have been cool. Oh, shit. That's my chef. <laughs> hey. Uh, old-ass landline. Right? I know, right? Uh, Stanley, what's your connection with, sport, with, uh, with uh, music? Writing music. With, man, music. That's my life in every single way. You know, music is the life, like – Man, I I don't I don't recall a time in my life, childhood till now, where I wasn't around or involved with music. I mean, I had uncles who were in 
you know, bar barbershop quartets and, you know what I'm saying? And I had, you know, aunt and uncle who, um, you know, was like kind of like in a funk band. Um, man, so music is just something that's always been around. I, I mean, I went to sleep, woke up to music. And then I would say probably in middle school, I started writing poetry. And then from there, I started getting into writing, you know, raps and music myself. But music is just, I, I can't even, you know, it saved my life. I hate to sound corny and cliche, but it really did. You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's got me to the point where I am now where I can provide and take care of my family. And um, I, I do what I love every day I wake up, you know what I'm saying? So it's a, that's the, music is just everything. When did you first perform like a rap in front of somebody? Man, I probably performed... It might have been around my middle school years. Um, I think I performed. I, so we used to have some of the older homies in my, around my neighborhood, you know, some of the dope boys or whatever. They they made music. They bought, they built out a studio in the crib. I used to go over there, and, um, you know, record with them. My, my man, A.D., you know, rest in peace. He passed away around that time or like a little bit after that time. Um, but, yeah, man, like, so the guys actually brought me to a talent show. It was actually in Canton. Ohio, you know what I'm saying? So it was a talent show and um, they brought me out to like do a verse to one of their songs that I had wrote on, um, which was probably like the first time I ever hit the stage. I thought I would be nervous or like mess up my words or whatever, but I did. I got up there and just went in. I was like, oh, I could, you know, I could get used to this. Like, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of people show love too, because I was so young, but I wasn't like rapping like a kid. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like I was rapping like Bow Wow or Little Romeo, you know what I mean? At that time, I was actually rapping like a, a real MC. So people showed a lot of love. Yeah, that's low key. I mean, I don't want to get into like hating on Bow Wow or anything, but that's why. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying me personally, like that's why I didn't really fuck with, with him and like that whole wave, like even like Romeo or whatever, because as I was, I was like the same age as them. And, and I was rapping, and I wasn't rapping like that. Like, niggas was rapping like grown-ups. Like, niggas yeah, yeah, yeah. trying to, like, put some real shit together. And I was like, why are these niggas still... I mean, obviously, it was profitable for them or whatever, whatever. Right. But it was always interesting to me, too, like, how a lot of niggas would be like, you know, when the verses came, niggas was acting like they was, like, fans and shit. And I'm like, man, when I was that age, I was not <laughs> listening to that them niggas like that. You know what I'm saying? Like... I respected the grind and the hustle of, you know what I'm saying, them making popular music for whatever. But, yeah, I just remember, you know, like, when niggas hit, like, 13, 14, and niggas wanted to really start messing with music, I think it was more of an adult type approach, like, you know, from the get-go. Yeah, that was me. So you were similar to me, and that's how I always approached it. Um, even growing, you know, I wasn't – I was never listening to that. And like you said, no disrespect or no whatever to – Little Romeo, Bow Wow, Soldier Boy, none of them. But even when verses, like I didn't know none of those songs outside right. of like Superman and you know the songs that was like popular on, on 106 and Park at the time or whatever was on the radio. You, of course, you won't hear that because it's played so much. Especially at that time, that's all we had to get our music sources. I mean, that was the only sources we got our music from. So, but yeah, and then even when I was, when you think about it, if you think about some of the artists too, you had like. I don't know if you remember these people, but you had like Shaheen, the rugged child, or, you know, you had like the youngsters or you had certain artists who were still, excuse me, still young, 15, 14, whatever, 16 years old, but they were still like 
rapping, approaching it, like you said, like adults or approaching it on some hip hop shit. So um, I never, yeah, I never made excuses. Even when people be like, yo, this dude is good for this age. I'd be like, yo, Nas wrote halftime at 14 years old. Right. So, yeah, I don't care what you, I don't care if you say he's good for his age. Nah, like, nah, like niggas L-O-T was writing was like, like 16 and, and yeah, that's what I'm saying. Niggas <laughs> right. was writing classic records and albums at 16, 14 years old. So yeah. like, it's no excuse. <laughs> nah, not at all. And that's yeah. who I was trying to, you know, get up on that level. You know what I mean? I wanted to be the 14, 15, 16 year old kid who was making music like they was making music, you know, at that time. Yep. So what what was then your path to like out of Ohio to getting, you know, signed to Maybach and, you know, just being a known artist and like what was the the journey for you? The journey was so um, you know, growing up, well, I left Ohio, you know, and went to New York. I was in Brooklyn, New York. So when I when I got to Brooklyn, um, I was still into sports, you know, back to the sports side. I was still into sports. I was going to LIU, Long Island University, downtown Brooklyn, chasing that that hoop dream, you know what I mean, trying to play. But it didn't work out. Um, and I, st- I was like, yo, well, I got to figure it out. You know what I mean? So I started, you know, after those years of college and trying to put, chase the basketball route and it didn't work, I was like, I got to figure it out somehow. So I did a lot of things. You know, I worked a lot of jobs, you know, mainly retail, just bouncing around New York City. There was times where I was homeless, sleeping on couches, like really going through it. But I was just I kind of just was trying to figure it out. I still didn't know if it was music, but I just knew that something was keeping me, you know, just going or just pushing towards that so one you know I used to skateboard too so I was skating with these these kids these Japanese kids they used to work at a store called Prohibit that was on Elizabeth and Mott like in Soho so we my homie Dice he used to shout out to Dice he used to go over he worked there too so they all we would all go there hang out kind of listen to music blah 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 blah. so one day uh, and then we would all skate so we would go there meet up after they were closed we would skate from there to Union Square and then we would chill around Union Square. So one of the kids, his name was Kensei, he produced. He, they basically was like, bro, and, and I would rap, you know, like freestyle or rap, whatever, spit little writings here and there. And they was like, yo, bro, you like nice. You should take it serious. I'm like, mm. you know, like, mm, right, I'm right, just, right. it's just, you know, my yeah, mind yeah. ain't really there. So anyways, make a longer story short, ended up going to the studio, doing like a little EP with him. And then from there, it just took off, man. Like, I, you know, I w- we was in the store one time playing it. Um, Most Def had came into the store. He heard the music. He was like, yo, who's this? And they told him it was me. And he was like, yo, this is good. Like, can I take it? And I had like a little demo CD. And it was like the only, I was like, it's the only one I have, but you can have it. Because I'm like, you know, fuck it. Like, yeah. you can have it. Like, you most deaf. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't know. You know, I can get another one. So, um you know, so from there, that was kind of just like a validation. And then I went from that to, um, you know, whenever I could, like, wherever I could go and rap, like, on the stage, wherever they was giving me a microphone in the stage, I was there. Like, yeah. I perform. I probably, like, literally, I, I joke about this, but I'm so serious. I probably performed in every music venue in New York City, except for the Madison Square Garden. Yeah. That's probably the only place I've never I've even performed at the Barclays. Like right. but I've that's the the only place I haven't been on a mic rapping 
is the Madison Square Garden because anywhere they would allow me to have a set, do a song, do a verse, whatever, touch the mic, I was there. You know what I'm saying? And um, that just got my name buzzing. You know what I'm saying? And I actually did a um, a little project too with these, this band called The Wax Machine. So me and them did a, a project together. And uh, so it was like me and them and we did venues all over, like live band, performing. Um, then I got with Dame Dash when he had the creative control. So that was like me, Mickey Fax, Wiz Khalifa, Currency. Um, that's what got us address, right? Yeah, that's what we got. That's what address came from that. You know Steve what I mean? So, yeah, so, I actually, so I actually have a little intersection with you right there because I was, uh, so I rapped, I, I produced, um, I, I don't know if Trey told you, my cousin is Dom Kennedy. Um, oh, no, nah, I know. Yeah. So I, <laughs> Shout so out I, Dom, that's the homie. Yeah, so I, I directed most of his videos. I produced his first mixtape. Um, and so in like 2008, I was working a lot with the group Pack Div. Oh, yeah, that was the homies too. <laughs> yeah, so uh, so I went out to New York with uh, Mibs from Pack Div. They were, um, they were signed to Universal at the time. And uh, they were they had a meeting at at the label with Sylvia. I actually went there, was in the meeting with with him and Sylvia while she's like he's like playing her the album and so on and so forth. But I had just actually this was 2000, the end of 2009, uh, Mm -hmm. because uh, I had just finished my film. So I have my first short film that I made. I came out of film school. It's called L.A. is my playground and it featured Pac Div. Dom and uh, Nipsey Hussle. So um, that's crazy, though. Yeah. So it was like at the time, you know, like because I I knew Nip and I wanted him and Dom to link up. So I was like, the best way I could do it is like put them both in a movie and then like kind of introduce them through that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, They actually end up meeting elsewhere, but I play like, you know, Dom's music for Nip, like when, you know, at the time and he was kind of getting hip to him. And so I ended up bringing my film to DD-172 because Mibs went over there to meet with mm-hmm. Cootie and Chike. Now, I had met Cootie and I Chike. I think I remember when he was there, too, but go ahead. Yeah, I, so I would probably may have even yeah, seen Yeah, I probably, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, we, we then sat in, like, the basement of the spot because it was, like, yep. three, four Yeah, yeah, it's down in the glass windows. Yeah, yeah, and mm-hmm. watched the film on, like, somebody's Mac. It was, like, a like a little, you know, like a regular Mac desktop, mm-hmm. watched it on the shit. And, uh, and yeah, that's where I met Dame. And, you know, I had known Cootie and Chike because I shot the mayor video with them. Oh, okay, yeah. So they, so we both, we co-directed Pac, Pac Div's uh, mayor video. Yeah, the mayor. Yeah, um, but I, has, I had known um, Cootie and Chike before because I had met Kanye when I was younger. So when I was first starting to produce, I met Kanye when he was doing the, college dropout and I met um Cootie and Chike there then did the pack div so we were hella cool and yeah so yeah I, I met Dame at the DD172 and that was like the like the new fly shit at the time you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like and it was like if you were hip you knew like currency was kind of on his way to being like more known and respected like obviously he had his time with Wayne and all that, but he was kind of like a number two, like niggas didn't really know about him like that. And I was like, nah, like currency is dope. Like Dame Dash is about to do it again. Like, yeah. and, like and obviously that kind of, you know, all fell apart. But at that time, 
at that time, that DD-172, like, spot and everything that they was doing in there, the, I remember they had the uh, the Rick Ross and Erica Badu video. They had just finished yeah. that. And I was like, man, these niggas are killing it. They had, like, this whole little production shit up there. And I was just like, man, this is dope. No, nah, that was a legendary time. Yeah. No, nah, that was fire. And I, I forgot that you were, like, you know, in the mix with all of yeah, that. Yeah, I was there every day, bro. Like, literally. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was there every day, all day, just me and Ski. You know what I'm saying? Like, just working, yeah. grinding. Um, you know, I owe that place a lot for just, like, helping me even with my worth work ethic, you know what I'm saying? And just mm-hmm. kind of like being more, um, I guess, just, just putting things out, but putting quality out at a rapid pace, you know what I'm saying? Because that's what Dame and, you know, even just Creative Control did in general. Like, even with Address, I don't know if Currency's ever told this story, but when we was in Jamaica, like, we wrote, like, Ski made that beat, we wrote and recorded that song and shot the video all in the same day. And then I believe we put the video out the next day. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how fast it was. Yeah. We like, he made the beat. We wrote it, recorded it while we, while he was mixing it, we took the rough, went and shot the video, video. came back. the, The song was mixed. They edited the video and we put it out like the next day. Like, yeah. that's how things work at, you know, that's how Dame and, and, and everybody worked at DD-172. And it was just boom, boom. And then that song just went crazy. Yeah. You know what it, I'm saying? It's, it's something about, like, um, when when you put something out that, one, people haven't heard and they see the video, and two, like, when something comes out and it's so, like, immediate, like, it's not sitting on the shelf for three months or six months to go through the whole process that right they kind of feel the freshness of it it's something mm-hmm. about that new energy in the world when it's created and it's dope because i remember when we did grinding like the grinding video dom had just recorded the song like the week prior and then played it for me i'm like all right we're gonna shoot it next weekend we shot it i edited the video in three days and that's still like his best performing video you know what i'm saying right. just as far that, as like yeah how, <laughs> how many views it got and all that shit like it's just it's when it's hot it's hot yeah exactly exactly no and 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 like you said you get to capitalize on that moment and a lot of things that you're doing at that time saying at that time in the music is like right now it's current so people like you said people feel it they feel that energy and it just it takes on a life of its own and that was dope you know what i'm saying and and it's crazy um because you mentioned like nip and sylvia wrong and it's funny because I believe the first time, I believe the first, sorry. I believe the first time that I ever met both of them, I was working at a sneaker store in New York called A-Life. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if y'all remember A-Life or familiar no, with A-Life, A-Life, but I was yeah. working there. And I remember Sylvia came in there and she used to buy sneakers all the time. And I used to just hold sneakers and look out for her or whatever. Clark Kent used to, too. Um, but Nip used to come in there, too. And I remember one time Nip came in there, and this is when he was, like, working with Johnny Shipes. I think this is when Bullets Ain't Got No Name or something. Like, like it was like his first tape had just came out. You know what I'm saying? And um, I used to give Nip clothes, but nobody knew who he was. 
But I was like, yo, that's net. You know, I was trying to tell them, and I'm like, trust me, bro. Just give him, you know what I mean? Like, cause they didn't want to give him no, you know, like no t-shirts, no hats, nothing. I'm like, bro, like, but it's funny because me and Nick connected and became close and friends because ironically, and I was saying this earlier to Trayvon and them in this like chat, but I had on, I used to always wear a Seattle Manners hat. <laughs> right so so i used to i always wore that hat because of the s though yeah you know what i'm saying because yeah, I'm like he wore it because of the s, s too you know yeah. yeah so so he so he come in every time he came in well a couple times he came in before us really you know what i'm saying he used yeah. to see me in that hat all the time i'm sure so he, he like he up. like cuz got the s dome on. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he pulled up on me like what's up cuz like and he pieced me up like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. like kind of like and then i'm like oh and then I, it dawned on me i was like oh shit it's my hat like you know what i'm saying at first yeah, i'm yeah. like why he cousin me and all you know yeah, yeah, like, all yeah. this shit. but then yeah. i'm like oh and then i thought about it i was like i got this hat on he probably think i'm you know rolling yeah he was like he was like but he like no nah, he's like i fuck with you cuz like you know so we always did yeah you know we just bang and then from there on the relationship grew and then you know the music i started doing the music more heavy and then he would see me outside and then we just built from that and then we did records together and then you know we shot the video in his hood and just all you know what i mean so it was just always like that connection but it's funny because i met both of the people you named sylvia and and yeah. through and working at a life you know what yeah, I'm saying? yeah no we had an a life out here for a little bit yeah y'all like, did yeah 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 yep, yep. yep. Uh, yeah. And I had came out there a couple times to uh, actually work because I was managing the A Life and the ARC store. So there was like a uh, A Life Rivington Club that was right yeah. across the street from the actual A Life store. And I used to ba bounce back and forth. And then we opened up the LA shop. I would go out there a couple times too. So yeah, yeah. Actually, Dom's twenty uh, fifth hour mixtape, the one I told you y'all produced, he the cover he shot in the A Life store in LA. Like the cover. Oh wow, that's crazy! Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, he's sitting on the bench in the A Life store. If you peep it. Oh yeah, yeah, that's dope. That's yeah. dope. Yeah, yeah. small. Y'all niggas mentioned A Life. I ain't heard that shit. It's so <laughs> yeah, niggas probably ain't even gonna know what A Life is. That's the sick shit about it. A Life is <laughs> cracking, dog. My yeah. beyond cracking. Like we had, like I, I met everybody just by working at a like i'm talking about we did you know because we used to do the courtyard uh music sessions back there so we had john mayer and just blaze back there we had triple six mafia nas um drake like everybody even drake drake used to come in there and just hang out with us. like literally just come and sit down and just kick it until the store closed just talking him and oliver you know what i'm saying because my man tommy um, he actually shots Tommy out in one of the songs, Tommy Campos. He, uh, I forget what song you mentioned him, but yeah, Tommy knew Oliver, I think from something, you know, so they, basically every time they was in the city, they would come through and just kick it with us. They, you know, they was a like family for sure. So a lot of the people, you know, did that. Like I said, Clark Kent, um, the mayor, yeah, if y'all familiar with the mayor who, you know, huge sneaker collector, um, from New York, he, everybody, man. <laughs> Yeah, man, that street, the streetwear culture in the late 2000s to like the, like maybe like 2011, 2012, like that was the era, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, yeah. Because yeah. it mixed in with blogs and everything else too. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? Because yeah, Bobby Hundreds and, heavy. you know, Supreme. I mean, you go, you can go down the line, Pink Dolphin, 
diamond yeah. supply, like man. And, but the thing was about the, the clothing stores, they allow people to hang out. Yeah, allow people to push. That was the community. That yeah. was the yeah. That was the bill. Like you literally like even when people on I was going to Supreme probably in two thousand and one, two thousand and two. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it was just hanging out, front skateboarding, doing tricks. People just you know what I'm saying? Like they wasn't even letting certain people in if you couldn't do a kickflip or something. You know what I mean? It was like mm-hmm. that was just the culture though. Even a life like it was certain things like. I remember we had a guy that worked there, you know, I ain't going to say his name, but he, you know, if you came in with like a Boston hat or something on, he wasn't letting you inside. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, or he was slapping can, it, can, it off can, your head. I can head, get behind you know that, saying? man. We ain't, wearing no red, <laughs> we ain't wearing no Red Sox hats. It's out. Yeah, no, the Red Sox, they were, he was slapping that joint off your head. You know what I'm saying? But that was just a part of the culture, but it was fun. It was it was love at the same time, and people got to really just embrace the community and each other. Um, you know, again, there was guys who came in and they would talk for hours just about fucking the midsole of a sneaker. You know what I'm saying? Like just that. But people really loved the culture. They loved everything um, that was coming. They knew everything. This was before blogs. They knew you know, what was dropping, when it was dropping, if it was a quick strike, if it was, you know what I mean, whatever. Like, it, I used to be like, damn, like, y'all know more than me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all coming in here asking about stuff I don't even know about it. I work in it. No, but, that's, like, when, that's, that's when the shoe culture was really like, and I hate to be that purist. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I hate <laughs> that I've advanced into that, but that's really what was before, like, before the lines outside Supreme, you know, like, Cats, like you said, like we would be online, we would listen, Nike talk. (laughs) All of this this shit was just like, that's where everybody lived. And then like, I remember when Dom and Wale came out the same year, which was like 2008. Mm -hmm. And like, after that, like, there was probably like, like I said, maybe like a three or four year span where, like you said, A-Life was having events, the hundreds was having the block parties. Mm People, you know what I'm saying? I met Kid Cudi randomly in the street over on Fairfax. You like everybody was yeah. mingling. It wasn't no, I'm too famous, too Hollywood. It was just everybody None of that. for that little time. And then like the lines out of Supreme started, and everybody wanted to just copy it because that was the authentic cool. And so everybody yeah, started yeah. to begin to try to copy that. That was the exclusive, you know. The, yeah. the being the part of the exclusive club is to wait online, which was crazy to me. Even when I worked at a like we would have releases and I would come to open the store. I'm literally stepping over people sleeping in front of the door. I'm like, yo, move. I got to pull the gate up, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. y'all literally got chairs and, and bodies in front of the door. Like, get out of here. Like, you know what I'm saying? But that was just what it was, you know? Again, but nobody was being rowdy. Nobody was trying to rob nobody. Nobody. Everybody was respectful to the people who got there first. You know, they wasn't trying to cut the line, none of that. You know, it was like, yo, we going to wait. If we get our shoe, we going to get our shoe. If we don't, we don't. And if they didn't, then they hitting somebody. Yo, bro, I got 500 for you. You know what I'm saying? They was trying to buy them when you walked out the door. You know what I'm saying? But that's just what the, the culture was at the time. Um, it's a little weird now. I'm, I'm like you. I'm more of a purist, you know what I'm saying? And, and even now, it's like I used to see so many sneaker dudes come in and they'll, have so, they'll buy everything, but I would only see them wear certain things, you know what I mean? And I'd be like, bro, you buy everything, but you always wearing 
Air Force Ones or you always wearing a Jordan One or whatever. But I feel them now, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, at the end of the day, why, why you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're mm-hmm. going to wear what fits your aesthetic, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, you're still going to love the culture and you're going to uh, participate in the culture, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I get it. What's your holy grail? Man, that's like asking. I, it's always hard when somebody asks me what my favorite like sneaker or favorite car is. You know what I'm saying? But um, I would say right now, you mean just one, one shoe. shoe? Yeah. I mean, I can help you, and maybe you could play off off mine. Yeah, yeah. What you got? Mine is the Nike Zoom, Nike Air Zoom Flight 95, the J Kid. <laughs> I got that shoe to this day. I like um, it. My producer, like my producer, Jerv, his is the Air Max One, the white and red pair. He That's a good one. He keep a fresh pair. Jason, I think you said what, the 11s? Uh, I do like the, the Concord 11s. but Concord uh, 11. Yeah, I, I would probably have to go to Bread Fours. Oh, it was the Fours. That's what it was. Yeah. Oh, the Bread Fours. Bread Fours. I'm like, you still That's... can get those right now to this day. <laughs> you know, for a long ice. time, mine. Yeah, for a long time, mine was like the True Blue Jordan Three. Um, mm-hmm. it yeah. just meant a lot to me. You know, I, back in like I think 01, 01. when it dropped. Yeah. yeah, back in 01 when it dropped, I got it. And I remember rushing over the Fulton Street Mall. This is when Albee Square Mall and all that was still in Brooklyn, right downtown, where there's like a Target and all kind of wild shit now. But <laughs> in a tray. But um, I remember rushing over there, you know, after school, or I might even skip class just to go over there, you know, and get them. And I spent like my own bread and just, you know, what I mean, it was it was a lot to that shoe that just meant. And then I ended up like I think hooping in the shoe, you know what I'm saying? Like it was, it's just a lot of story to it, but. For a while, that was like mine, but I would probably say that, or maybe the, you know, like the Chicago one. You know what I mean? Okay. I love not, you know. I'm not mad at ones. Ones are cool. yeah. I I love the ones because, you know, at the point in my life right now, it's just it's, it go with anything. You know what I'm saying? Like the way I the way I put my my fits together. I could put a Jordan 1 on with anything. And and I love shoes like Jordan 1s, even Jordan 3s, even 4s. Um, to me, you can wear those with a suit. You know what I'm saying? You can wear them with sweats. You can wear them with shorts. It, it's, it don't matter. It's going to look good. Yo, you remember when they were $70 and nobody wanted them with the, de- with the decal on the side? I do. Because they was too I flat. Do. Yeah. too flat. I, I copped anything that was Mike. I ended up getting... Every pair, I hooped in them. I'm flat-footed, so it worked in my favor. Me too, me too. So I'm like, okay, cool. They only 70? (laughs) Oh, yeah, I need the black and blues. I need the black and reds. I need the uh, silver pair. But how you reflected on the true blue threes, um, you made me think about the uh, olive nines. Yes. And the ginger 16s. And the reason why those two mean so much to me uh, when my dad died, when I was nine, I went to Portland. My dad's from Portland, Oregon. And my grandma sent me back with the Air Diamond Turf 2s, uh, um, some Harachis, like the original Harachis from there. Yeah. Actually, it was the ones that the Comer de Son trainers, the high tops with the straps. Yeah, yeah. But the original pair with the wild color and then the olive nine. That was a fire pair. Yeah. So I... I played in them shit so much. Like I wore them from the summer into the 
to my first half, first semester of school. So they had a hole in the front. And I just remember them shits. And like, we didn't, obviously you didn't know colorways and shit like that. Yeah. We used to say black and ugly or the army shits, right? The right, army, right. Army nines, yeah, yeah. right? And then the ginger 16s, my coach, I remember it was uh, UCLA came to watch this other player, Marcus Dove. He went to Oklahoma State. Mm-hmm. Like, they came to see him. And I wore some NBA socks. I took the uh, the shroud off, right? Because it had used to, it was silver. Yeah, yeah. Right? And we were supposed to wear team shoes. I wore those. And he told me, take them off. And, like, I didn't take them off. So he benched <laughs> me the second half. I played in the first half. Yeah. But it was such a fire-ass shoe. That's that crazy. Time that, like, those in the Cherry Woods are, like, like <laughs> to, my, to my soul. Like, bro. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I like have. Go ahead, Jason. No, I was gonna say I like the sixteen and a half. So the the low tops. The low tops. I had the oh, black. Yeah, yeah. And, I had the black and gray sixteen and a half. So I ran them in the ground. <laughs> Jason, <laughs> that's the only shoe outside of the Sean Witherspoon ninety seven one that uh I stood in line for. Me and the homie Keyson Dupree from Southside, yeah. right? Shout out, to, <laughs> shout out to my nigga from Southside, right? <laughs> hey, he uh his grandma got up. He said, "Come to my house at six a.m." So I walk through. All these hoods to Southside Compton Crip, bro. <laughs> His grandma started the car up. She got a uh, Cadillac. She drives us to Lakewood Mall, bro, to Foot Locker. It's a line. They say, take the number. And at this time, y- y'all probably remember Foot, Foot Locker Gold, right? Yeah, yeah. Foot Locker yeah. Gold members. So I'll Foot Locker Gold because I was getting every J. So I'm like 16, 17 at this time. I'm like, all right, cool. And at this time, I'm like, I seen Quinn Richardson hooping them. So – I'm like, oh, I gotta get these. And he wore them. I said he wore the, uh, the the little flat part up. He put the laces through and tied it, and so the magnet exposed. I tried to hoop. I had a spring league game. I hooped in them, and the magnet came off. Cause I tied them up like Quinn Richardson, mm-hmm. and you're supposed to like leave it so that the magnet is not showing. And I yeah. like, I like. I don't know what I did. I got tripped or something, and and and, and I was looking for the magnet at the end of the game. I couldn't find it, bro. I was sick to my stomach because <laughs> they were brand new. Like those are the times when I really was hooping a shoe, like, like straight up. When I got, oh yeah, you like, putting them right on. Yeah, I'm putting them right on. I ain't give a fuck if they was. That's how pounds. it was, even with skating. Like when I got Jordan ones, Jordan threes, like we was going straight and skating. People was like, "Yo, you bugging? Nah, we good." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we just outside. Like it. I mean, I'm still like that to my to this day. Like I'm wearing everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you know, you know, obviously you might get like two pairs of certain things or whatever, but I'm definitely wearing everything. When me and Jason linked back up in here in uh in uh, L.A., I started skating in my bread ones. Remember, I was skating around Beverly Hills, and. <laughs> I got a good, a good scuff on them. So, like, they're my beaters now. Like, I've, like, I want to wear them, like, to, like, how they look, like, 85. You feel me? Like, yeah, 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 definitely. Plan. Like, I'm just, like, those are my one shoes that I'm, like, I don't care if they're fucked up. I'm going to put them on, and I'm going to rock them. But we can talk so about me, shoes that, that's all a, day. That, not ahead. to cut you off, but that's good. a good shoe that looks fucked up, though. Yeah. To it's, me. It's exactly. certain shoes that just, they just can be beat. 
Not the Air yeah. Force Ones. I don't like what the I don't like no, the, white, yeah. the, white, the, the white girls did to the festival. <laughs> yeah. the Air Force One. No, they killed the Air yeah. Force Ones. Like I be getting on my daughter about that, man. She because she go to school with them, and they be I be like, man, you got you can't hey. do that. They be cooking hey. them. Yeah, they're having a conversation with her. Like you gonna look like a pool butt, man. Clean yeah, your I, I, they be cooking them joints. <laughs> Chucks <laughs> yeah. Chuck, and Chucks and Jordan ones are probably the two top beater shoes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm with, I'm with the Chucks being beat. I'm all. Yeah, Chucks, Jordan ones, um, even Jordan threes to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think they look good too. Um, oh, I still ain't. SB. If you got some SBs, that's beaters. Those are those could you know. I got a daylight song. Oh yeah, yeah. SBs too. Like dunks too. Yeah. SBs and um. Like regular Nike Dunk highs and lows, and then SBs as well. So I think they look good, B too. Shouts to Haven. Jerv said he copped uh he copped Haven some Black Air Force Ones for school. She too. She gonna beat them, man. The two year old. Let her, let her, let her, let her, let her um beat them G Nikes up, man. It's over. Right. <laughs> um, the question we ask all our guests is, uh, what advice would you give your eighteen year old self? Man. 18 year I would have just told my 18 year old self to just work a little harder you know what I mean take things a little bit more serious from you know from an earlier age well at 18 you know what I mean um and just educate yourself a little bit more you know what I'm saying like I feel like there's always room to grow always time to you know what I mean um teach yourself new things. So I, I, that's probably it. You know what I mean? Man, that's solid advice, man. Well, you know, you, you fam now, we locked in Stalin, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, and we, you know, we going to continue this sneaker conversation and this Jordan conversation. Sure. That, <laughs> that wasn't, that wasn't right, dog. You caught me off fat, man. I ain't gonna lie. But, oh, with man, Brian? Yeah, bro, I ain't, I'm cool. We ain't gonna have I'm it. I'm trying on to tell you. We ain't gonna have it. I think. I think the thing is, like, you know how people talk about Bron fans. It's the same thing with Jordan fans. You know what I mean? Like, I think, but but I think Jordan fans know they just don't want to give it up. That's the whole thing. Is that like the Jordan fan is too? It's like the percentage is too high. So it's like. We don't have to give it up, so we just gonna keep on holding on to this. <laughs> Nobody's really gonna press us that hard about it, and it's like as time moves on. If listen, if Brian gets to six, it's gonna be really, really ugly as far as the basketball conversation. But really, though, yeah, nah, yeah. <laughs> nah. All right, on that, on that note, we gonna end the show. Even if man. he went five, it might be over. I'm cool, man. I'm cool, <laughs> bro. Hey, I, I love. I, 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 if you listen, if you like it, I love it, man. And hey, the, 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 the uh, great... what was it? What was the joint? The documentary called the Last Dance. Yeah, yeah. the Last Dance. It was cool and all, but hey, hey he filmed. Hey, he filmed and won this this uh this season. Hey, try who is it? LeBron. The oh, same, okay. Same same, uh, same videographer. You saw it. I know you've seen the meme where it's like where the nigga says, "I like it." If you like it, I love it. <laughs> who neither likes it nor loves it. <laughs> hey, that's, hey, that's, that's, that's from the great auntie proverb. Nigga. She don't really like that shit, man. She just said it. Like, you know what I mean? That's up there with whatever floats your boat. 
Right. Yeah, trying to <laughs> trying to be just not trying to be confrontational. You yeah, know what man. I'm saying? That's what hey, and, and that's a hundred percent me, bro. I'm trying to back out. I, <laughs> I, the whole the whole You know I'm I'm trying to bait you in though, man. We got hey, time, man. man. The got... whole continent of Australia tried to smoke me last night, bro. I was cool. <laughs> I was like, I'm about to go to sleep, man. Over because I I was like Dante X. Oh, oh, no parts. I'm about to go to sleep, oh, man. man. Shout out to y'all. Dante X boy. <laughs> Man, I got I got a whole pot on him, man. He was in Cleveland like last, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, he got hurt, man. He couldn't catch a break, man. But I yeah. really hope he can get, you know, end up on a team. But Stiley, like I said, man, God, do you like you know you know how the black people say bye? Like, All right, <laughs> nigga, I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we gonna end up talking. And I know niggas got shit to do, man. But man, I appreciate you taking time out, man, to chop it up with us. And hopefully you'll be back. Yeah, nah, thank you for having me. Definitely anytime. Growing up the same wins the game.